0: Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Good evening, and welcome back to Three Guys in a Flick. This is where we review the good, the bad, and the absurd. Tonight's episode, Speed. Beware, spoilers. Coming to you from my basement, as always, my name's Don. And to my right, we have our comic book guy, John.
1: I want you to call me Daddy.
0: (laughs) Uh... (laughs) (laughs) And to my left, we have the professor, Ken.
2: Cans! Cans! There was no baby! It was full of cans!
0: And tonight we are joined by a special guest. This is Gerard.
3: Uh, Whose last name is not Heman. Apparently that's the first time that this occurred for a a guest, correct?
0: Absolutely. So I want to congratulate you on being the first guest on this podcast whose last name is not... Heman. All works right. for me yeah so tonight we are talking about speed uh, made in 1994 this comes as a fan submission from uh, Gerard and so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you chose speed
3: sure so um, way back in the early 90s and actually through the beginning of the pandemic uh, UCLA had an extension class um, off campus at a Uh, theater and they showed movies um, about four or five months before they came out and they usually had a guest either the director producer stars and that type of thing and one of the sessions I took was this movie speed and saw it probably about four or five months before it came out I actually was thinking about this I don't think we had any of the title cards and none of the credits were in this the version I saw but the music was there and Kryemisi was the speaker after the after the showing there. Um, some of the other things that I've seen that I remember, I saw Priscilla Queen of the Desert at this in this class along with Terrence Stamp as one of the. Guests and a really bad Nick Nolte movie that I can't even remember. James L. Brooks was the director, and James L. Brooks was really nice, but the movie was horrible.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Did, did that movie got released though? Right? Yeah, it was, it uh... was
3: about him and some a uh, little kid, like his do- a strange daughter that he had to take care of, or something
2: like that. I was thinking of that movie when you were watching Speed did Did it have uh, was the was the filming complete, or was it with the cards?
3: Oh, it was complete. Well, they they didn't they didn't put in the, the title. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They yeah, yeah, they yeah. went right into the the scene in the office building and then it fades to black at the end of the movie. There's no post, there's no credits or I get anything it. like that. Yeah. Some of the I guess, like as say some of the movies that we saw lacked soundtrack mm-hmm. that type of thing, but this mm-hmm. the soundtrack was in this one. So it was just about
0: done. Speed, released on June 10th, 1994, directed by Jan Debont, written by Graham Yost, produced by Mark Gordon. It stars Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper, Sandra Bullock, Joe Morton, and Jeff Daniels.
1: One thing I think we should call out is that the dialogue, everything was originally written by that gentleman, But uh, they brought in Josh Whedon to rewrite most of, I guess, 98% of the dialogue so that it didn't sound like a diehard knockoff. And he's uncredited, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, I heard that. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't know if it's uh, not, I I don't know how it would sound more like a diehard knockoff. So I guess I'd be interested to read uh, Yost's version.
1: It was all uh, cliches. Oh, was it? You know, they had a few still left in this movie, but it was like the whole movie was just all cheap cliches oh
0: bad 80s Mm cliches and this was
3: just for first big script i think he had come from television doing television he had a lot of tv yeah tv this was his first feature film and a lot of money behind it and the producers wanted something that's one thing i do remember from it he was not happy that
2: his script had been changed so much this was jan de first
0: director directorial debut as well yeah yeah, he, he goes on to direct Twister and right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah, he he made a career of being a cinematographer. He had a lot under his belt. He had uh, Cujo, Die Hard, uh, Hunt for Red October, uh, Flatliners, Basic Instinct, and then uh, right before this was Lethal Weapon three.
0: Right, on. another thing right I'm right trying on, to right erase
2: on. from my memory.
0: What Lethal Weapon three? Yeah, bite your tongue, sir. You not were- not the best of the series, I will give you that. But it's not as bad as everyone thinks.
1: You have a couple of big Lethal Weapon fans here. One of the reasons I don't go through a drive
3: through if I can avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> That's two. I know, but still,
0: yeah, it was it was a nice throwback. I was I was just about to say why because they fucked you in the drive through. They know you're going to be miles away before you know you got fucked. And who gets fucked? Okay, Leo gets. But I'm not eating this tuna. Uh, this movie was made for $37 million and brought back $350 million. So, yeah, not too bad there. Not too bad. Um, this is uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, I guess you could say, second jump into action. It was he, kind of
2: a breakout role for him. It was definitely mm-hmm. a breakout role it for yeah.
0: uh, Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and
3: we, he came out of Point Break and did this, right? Uh, not, uh, yes, point,
0: point Break was 91 yeah and he had done Dracula and I think Bill and My, Ted, Bill Parenthood, and Ted uh, he does don't Parenthood. start me on Dracula <clears throat> don't worry I won't
1: did you read what he did that pissed off the producers who what Keone when he did? showed up on first day of filming he shaved his head he shaved his head and mm-hmm. they really wanted the, that long hair of his
0: yeah can you imagine him as Jack Travern with the long hair
1: he was just been looked like Point Break again
0: oh yeah for sure
1: now, what was the original
0: name of this movie? Speed at your own caution?
1: It was originally supposed to be called Minimum Speed. Oh, Minimum speed. And I guess the bus, the whole storyline, the bus wasn't supposed to go under 20 miles an hour. So can you imagine this bus going just over 20 miles an hour the whole movie? Yeah, well... Cruising the residential streets. And-
0: <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about the speed of this bus throughout the podcast but we'll get there
1: well the other thing too with this movie and again would have made a completely different movie is the original script called for the entire movie to be on the bus it won five mtv awards three academy awards yeah but it won five
0: which uh mtv i know
1: was best kiss best villain um
0: best couple
1: i think best action hero of that year
0: yeah who cares Look at Keanu. He's on his way. Yeah, I would
3: not be surprised if those trophies had been on eBay 20 times since they were won. Oh, probably, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, it wins three Academy Awards, Best Sound, Best Sound Effects Editing, Best Edited Feature Film. It won Best Edited Feature Film. Yep. Wow. Yes. So Speed is the Academy Award winning movie. Wow. The Academy, Academy Award winning Speed. Speed starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock.
1: Okay, so trivia question for you. They wanted to add a little bit of comedy to this movie. Uh, so they were going to cast a, com- a comedian in the role that they gave Sandra Bullock. Who did they come really close to casting? Ellen DeGeneres. That is correct, sir. It was going to be Ellen DeGeneres and Keanu Reeves, which I think would have been kind of an odd couple.
0: Oh, it, I don't think it. that sounds horrible from Jump, and no disrespect to any parties involved. but
1: I thought Sandra's role had just enough of a little comedic timing in it that it didn't need to have a full comedian in there.
3: Yeah. No, it, she had a few sassy lines, but she was definitely not comic relief. Mm-hmm. It That's Alan Ruck, right? Yeah. That's your comic relief.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're back at the airport. Yeah, so? I've already been to the airport. <laughs> 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 that poor guy. <laughs> and then, you know, that line where uh, Sandra Bullock... Uh, moves, yeah, she with a gum. I got gum. That was all ad-libbed. Yep. She just didn't want to sit next to him. That's funny. I don't know. I, I liked her role.
2: I, I liked her character.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought Sandra Bullock did a fine job in this movie. Everybody who was in this movie did a fine job. Uh, for what this movie is, it works just fine. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's an action movie.
1: One of her best lines was the, get behind the yellow line.
0: Oh, yeah, when she yells at uh, Gigantor. Mm-hmm.
1: I like the line where uh, the the the
2: children and the teacher walk step off the sidewalk, and after the police car passes by, and here comes the bus, and then she has to swerve and take a different lane, and she's like, "Why aren't you in school? Why aren't
1: you in school?"
0: well, and if I'm Jack in that moment, I'm rolling my eyes, going "Fuck, just pay attention to the road, lady."
1: Well, my issue with that scene was the fact she's yelling, at them, why aren't they in school?" Well, they're with the teacher, obviously. They're on a field trip or something.
0: Yeah, again, that's why I'm rolling my eyes as Jack, right? I mean, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some of this dialogue in this film is hard to get through, but I mean, again, for what it is. Wait,
2: you didn't. It's did, fine. did you feel like there was chemistry between these two characters? Gerard.
3: Yes, I do. And that, and there's a transition, right? There was the whole ma'am do this, ma'am do that. And she says, my name's Annie. And he's not, he doesn't put that, he doesn't put the two and two together, right? He doesn't do the math. Like, Oh, that's your name. And you're trying to establish some sort of rapport with me. He finally like he stops being a police officer for that
1: couple of seconds for them to connect. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Now, a lot of people say, or at least they were worried when they were first making this movie that it was going to come out as Die Hard on a bus. Do you think that they accomplished their goal of dif- making it different from Die Hard, or did you feel like no, it's Die, die hard. hard on a bus? It's Die Hard on a bus. Ken, any opinions?
2: No, I did not think of Die Hard on a bus.
0: Gerard.
3: Well, um, yeah, I thought it was Die Hard on the bus, but that Die Hard was not the first Die Hard either, though. Right. right. Yeah. So it's been done
0: and and kind of like most everything and and it's it's kind of how you do it right uh yeah i did think die hard on a bus but it didn't uh, diminish my viewing uh experience I, I still had fun with speed so um and actually if i was speed if i got called die hard on a bus i take it as a fucking compliment as you should yeah right so for sure Absolutely. Because Die Hard is a gold bar standard. And a, uh, and a much beloved Christmas classic. LAPD SWAT officers Jack Travern and Harry Temple thwart an attempt to hold an elevator full of people for three million ransom by an extortionist bomber. But as soon as they corner the bomber in an elevator, he takes Harry hostage. Jack intentionally shoots Harry in the leg, forcing the bomber to release him. The bomber flees and activates the bomb, seemingly dying in the process. Jack and Harry are praised by Lieutenant Mac McMahon, with Harry being promoted to detective. Having survived the incident, however, the bomber watches on TV.
1: So about this opening, first of all, maybe it was because it was filmed so long ago, but those special 3D effects...
0: Oh, I laughed. Yeah, I thought uh, that was kind of gimmicky. But you know what What makes it all the more fun is when that score comes in, right? The the famous... Dun, the, dun, 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 dun. Yep, yeah, and then, you know... Uh, Speed and, and And really, it's really hard not to be compared to Die Hard on a bus when you open in an elevator shaft. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. What Writing's got, on the wall.
1: I think what really got to me and kind of set a bad taste in my mouth in the beginning of the movie was how long they spent going up that fake elevator shaft. It was you, going, down. Yeah. Going, yeah. going down. Yeah. Or going down Yeah,
0: The whole entire credit sequence.
1: Yeah. It just yeah. was way too long. Completely me. ironic.
2: The movie guess, speed slowly descending. Yeah. Well, it's irony.
1: I guess the way they did it was they created a model of the shaft and it was, they just had a camera going through it really slowly with it on its side. Yeah, But still that's that whole thing was just, I mean, it, it bores you in the beginning.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's building the end. Wasn't uh, Well, they're trying to. Uh, so we open uh, with uh, Dennis Hopper's character. I really enjoyed him as the villain. He he
2: clearly played a, a man that is uh, unstable. And I appreciated the intensity in his voice when he would deliver his lines.
0: Yeah.
1: I've uh, always liked Dennis Hopper since I saw him in True Romance. He's always been great playing some kind of unstable character.
3: Not a stretch for him, right? It is a Dennis Hopper character. Yes,
1: oh, for yes, sure. yes. But our first, I think, big issue with the movie comes up in this first scene where the security guard goes in to check, you know, that back room where the elevator area is. And he sees the bag in the open and he goes and questions Dennis Hopper. Well, my first thought is he's got a radio in his hand. We sees the bag and he sees someone working. Wouldn't he get on the radio right away and say, hey, is there someone who's supposed to be down here? Is something scheduled for today?
3: I'm not sure that guy can talk if he's making like five twenty-five an hour.
2: Right, I mean... That's what I was thinking, minimum wage.
1: But he's already got the radio out and in his hand.
0: That would would require this guy to do his own free thinking. That's true. You know, so... And plus, you know, the filmmakers had to introduce Dennis Hopper somehow. Yeah. And why not with a fucking screwdriver to the skull?
3: Yep. I mean, you come out right away that this guy is, A, dangerous, and will do anything. Um, So right off the bat, boom, someone dies.
0: Cold... And I think maybe we should have uh, put out another disclaimer before we started, uh, along with spoilers. Uh, go ahead and just throw out logic throughout this entire film. So if you can jump on board with that, uh, yeah, this will be a fun ride. So
1: yeah, we're not
3: on we're not on the logic
1: bus. And, That's right. And whoever this security guard was, apparently he didn't matter because when Keanu was getting his Jack was getting his big award at the end, they said that, there, that nobody died.
0: Well, cause nobody knew about him.
1: Nobody knew that this guy got stabbed in the no, room? No, who, go,
0: who goes down there?
1: Nobody notices. Apparently, he didn't matter. He's well, probably still there.
0: Yeah, he's probably still there. <laughs> and they probably didn't notice because they looked at his shift, and it just so happened he pulled the 48-hour shift, and he just started. Mm. So already there, you have a 48-hour uh, advance.
2: Okay, but it's a couple weeks later. There should be some stank.
0: Well, see, okay, hang on. We'll get there. I want to talk about this reception as well. Uh, so we, we get introduced to, uh, Dennis Hopper. There's a bomb on an elevator. We get, uh, you know, we, uh, there's a board meeting or gets wrapped up. Everyone gets on the elevator. And now we, um, we have our hostages and now we are introduced to our two characters with a classic, let's jump the curve or let's jump over the hill introduction. I literally said, what the fuck?
3: (laughs) No reason to have it in the movie, but it works. It does. It works.
0: It does. It was shot really nicely, and you got to give it up to Jan Demont, right? He he knows how to do his cinematography.
1: Yeah, that car is up in the air. How many feet? It reminded me of the nineteen seventies car chases.
0: Oh, sure, like Bullet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Any of them. French Connection. Yeah, yeah.
1: I will say this, and I'm going
3: to drop a lot of LA references today because I, uh, during that time, as I said, I was living in LA, so there are some dips in LA roads that would actually have created that much air under your car. If you're going over 45, <laughs> <Easy>. <laughs>
1: that's
3: awesome. Oh God.
0: That's awesome. Uh, I, I, and I was thinking, uh, when it landed, I was thinking, God, that was really needless. They don't have that. Why are they jumping the car? They don't have time. They got to get down there. Right. Uh, so anyways, uh, the buildings evacuating and the, the, uh, LAPD just kind of pulls up and uh, we're introduced to, uh, Jack and Harry and uh, Lieutenant Mac and, and the team. And, you know, what would you think of the SWAT team? Very generic cardboard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I didn't think much of them, but I did like how we kind of got introduced to Jack. in the, in the He was immediately volunteering Harry yeah. to go in and take care of the bomb.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of logic, uh, when they get there, uh, Mac says, "You, uh, we have 23 minutes. All right. So now they start running to the 32nd floor?
2: Yes, yep.
1: 32nd floor. Yeah. Okay. That should take 23 minutes. And, and about that point, I think they said somewhere that they had like six minutes left. Oh, no, no,
0: no, not yet. But we're getting there, yeah. my friend. So they go up there and they check the panels and they find out, they find the elevator and they investigate and they have their little banter back and forth. Uh, all the while, uh, Dennis Hopper's in the freight elevator listening to uh, whatever's going on. What's in his ear? What is he listening to Exactly.
1: I'm not sure because he's just hearing little noises and stuff in the shaft. He's not really yeah. watching anything or listening. Do, to anything. Do, does
0: he have it mic'd up? Is he trying he's to... He's got something mic'd
1: up. I think that's
3: one of those things that got explained and edited it out. Like, we don't have time for that. Is he tapped into the securities like, that little um, close circuit thing that the rest of the like Mac is listening looking at, uh-huh. right, with all the elevator equipment and all that kind of stuff. I got that he was, like, tied into that system so he knew what was going on did, or, or i figured uh, it
1: was the police radio yeah. he,
0: he did have two years to plan this uh so they uh jack and harry investigate the bomb and uh they come up with this brilliant idea let's go up to the roof let's go up to the roof how, how many minutes do we have
1: six minutes left
0: not yet no i think they Almost. Said at this point, before I, they no, no. no, no. i roof. know i know i know they go up to the roof and uh jack finds the the Crane, the crane, and
1: then cue the music. Dun 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 dun. And
0: as they're pulling the wire through the, the vent, the Harry, Harry says, Harry says, We have it's six not minutes. Mission Impossible,
1: oh, he's upside it, down. He's it's going speed. down the
3: shaft. Well, that soundtrack is Mission Impossible esque that like staccato, yeah, loud noise, right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: No, but John's talking about Ethan Hunt style descending down the shaft. When did Mission Impossible come out?
3: I don't know, but it was after that. It was yeah. really after so that. So Ethan Hunt yeah. stole it from.
0: Well, maybe. Speed. And and uh, Keanu made it look so effortless, right? Going down. And I love that uh, the, the eye hook on the elevator looks like it has just been welded.
1: Yeah, just freshly soldered around the end of the yeah. eye hook.
0: They managed to have, I guess, it's, uh, if you're going by the time uh, that we're given in the movie, uh, you're at 20 minutes. So they ran upstairs went into the elevator shaft, had a conversation, came up with a plan. Took
1: the panel off even, too.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I meant when they got into it. And they go up to the roof, have another conversation, find the crane, have enough time to pull it, run it all the way through, all the air ducting and and just happen to come out exactly where they need it. And then they would have time for Keanu to slide down the thing and hook it and... Hopper blows the elevator three minutes early.
1: Well, Yeah, as I say, they even says he blew it early, and I'm thinking, no, he didn't.
0: (laughs) It should have been blown and gone long before.
2: Meanwhile, during this entire time, never once do they inform their colleagues what they have discovered and what they are up to and what they are attempting to do.
0: Well, I think uh, we established early on that the walkie-talkies in this film are just for show, Mm -hmm. because I don't think anyone's going to use them, right? So...
1: And they're making Logic. all these decisions on their own. Yeah,
0: well, that's what makes them super cops.
1: Yeah, that's part of their characters.
0: Yeah. Uh, Keanu is very, or uh, Jack is the, you know, the rebel, to the defiant one, the Obi-Wan, if you will, if I had to put it in those terms. Uh, and Harry is the seasoned vet and the mentor and the friend and so.
1: And yeah. Harry, when Harry is taken hostage too, Harry tells him, shoot me. Keanu shoots him and then he gets pissed for shooting him.
0: Oh, of course he does. Of course he does. You wouldn't be a little pissed? If you told me to shoot you, and I did, you'd be a little mad that I actually did it, right?
1: Before I even got the words out, you would have shot me.
0: Well, that, But the point is, would you be mad at me?
1: You'd well, be upset. I'd expect it from you. Yeah,
0: But you'd be upset. See, that doesn't answer the question. Would you be upset? Yeah, probably. Okay, so there you go. So, yeah, they foil Dennis Hopper's plans. He
2: triggers the bomb. The elevator drops. They get the hostages out.
0: And this is kind of where... I, I don't know why, but this this scene always has stuck in my mind ever since I saw it. They're pulling the uh, people out of the elevator, and then the last lady won't come, and she, you know, Keanu's yelling at her, and the way Keanu tells her to come on, right, is no expression, and it's a really uh, kind of a, a, a hard yell, and for me, I was just like, wow, he kind of looked really um, like a mannequin right there. And so ever since that moment, I have always seen Keanu Reeves in that form, probably up until uh, the first John Wick.
1: I always see him as the uh, point break uh,
0: police officer. It's the Botox. Is that what it is? Even even back then?
1: Well, here's another question for you. And He makes a comment early on when they're trying to figure out that Dennis Hopper is still in the building that... Nobody, they checked all the elevators, you know, because of the bomb and everything, but nobody checked the freight elevator. You think if there was a bomb attached to at least one of the elevators, you'd check all of the elevators. But
3: also what does check mean? Is it looking at at to see if there's a bomb attached to it or not?
0: Right. right? Are, Are they in motion or is anything suspicious? And so, yeah.
1: And, and yeah. in, a, in a building like that, you think they'd have cameras on all the elevators? They oh, do, but they is, don't.
0: But they don't have them in the shafts. This is the early
1: nineties. They didn't, there's no, nowhere uh, nowhere near. They have it that. on a bus, but they don't have it in a freight elevator.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently, the the bus was retrofitted because it kept getting uh, robbed. The
1: no, other it, thing too that kind of bothered me was, you know, he can he spent as Ken mentioned. Two years planning this whole thing, yet he's in the freight elevator. He doesn't have any kind of way, like, to watch on any cameras. He's actually in the elevator where he kind of be trapped. He's not doing it remotely from somewhere else. It just seemed a little odd for him to kind of trap himself in the freight elevator.
0: I mean, he was part of his character, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, He was one of those uh, terrorists that wanted to be there firsthand, I suppose. But I guess so
3: one thing about that elevator scene with the the lady that's hesitant right that's that's actually a recurring theme in this movie like like there's there's he- the lady that's in the elevator that has hesitant and there's two women on the bus that are hesitant hesitant you know like Poor really heaven. not sure and even annie in her growth uh, throughout the movie mm-hmm. is still not a strong character at the end right yeah. still the damsel in this dress mm-hmm. so a little misogyny misogyny in there or that type of thing but
1: it's a, it is a recurring theme yeah yeah one of the things i think the thing about the elevator the bomb wouldn't have bothered me as much as as how crowded that elevator was would you want to be stuck in that elevator with all those people for however long they were stuck in it
0: and when it falls for the first 10 feet how is nobody shitting their pants?
1: I would have said, what's that smell? Because, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, right? Yeah, that would have just sucked all the way around. <laughs> so they save the day. They get the hostages, and then they they themselves get trapped. Uh, uh, Pop quiz hot shot. That's where this line comes in, and uh, Harry gets shot. Harry gets shot, and, and then, then and
2: then uh, Jack gives the hmm look.
0: I love that hmm look. Yeah, like, well, you told me to do it, motherfucker. Right, and then uh, Dennis Hopper's character... Uh, Supposedly. ...runs away, and then boom.
1: Nobody we, checks for little pieces of Hopper?
0: Yeah, no, apparently not. Apparently that is not standard LAPD procedure.
3: One part of that that makes me laugh is that it looks like the... the st- I don't know if Keanu did the stunt or whoever did that stunt. When the first bomb goes off, he goes straight up in the air, two feet, and then die the horizontally across the room. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. no arc to right. his being blown. It's like he like levitates and then is shoved, you know, horizontally. Feet, like horizontally. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I was uh, when he hits his uh, when he hits the the wall. I don't think it is Keanu. I think they have a double doing that one because it just doesn't look
1: like They it. said he did about 98% of all of his own stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. He came in and wanted to do his stunts, which would go on to but it would help make him sense in so further. No,
3: we're not going to let you get blown up. Right, right. Right. Well, at least for that one. Right. Yeah.
0: He does make the jump from one bus to the other and blah, blah, blah. We'll get there. Uh So, yeah. And so now, okay, this is what I have a question for you. The reception they go to. Is that the same day as the? It, it can't
1: be. There's no way it's, it can't be because his partner would have had to get out of the hospital. It's the same day
3: as the, where they get the awards, so they're they're at City Hall or whatever. Oh no, it is. right, right. I guess yeah, my that, I
0: guess my question was the much, awards how day. How, yeah, how much time has yeah? How much time has passed?
1: I got an impression it was about two
0: weeks. What made what gave you that impression?
1: Because uh, when we get to the bus scene, which I think is the next day after that, right, right. I think he meant someone that they somewhere they mentioned it had been about a couple of weeks since he. Had been in the whole thing. It's pretty slight.
2: I remember thinking that the first couple times I saw the movie, that there has been very little time that has passed. How in the world does he concoct? How in the world does Howard concoct a plan after he's planned the elevator heist for two years and he puts this
0: together in a couple of days? What? I guess that makes sense too. I guess I didn't take that into consideration. So it bothered me though, because I always assumed it was the same day, and I was like, that's not fucking right.
3: There is some I, there is some time between the event and the award ceremony. Yeah, it seems to me that it would be a couple of months, right?
2: Yeah, it, it's an indefinite it's an, an indefinite amount of time. I didn't get somewhere
3: in the dialogue that it was two weeks, but I could have missed that.
0: So, anyways, they go and they have this uh, reception. Uh, Jeff Daniels' character gives what I think is uh, a, a really good line, and it is very probably much Joss Wheaton's line. Uh, Uh, guts will get you so far and then they'll get you dead. Right. I thought that, you know, he's trying to instill wisdom upon young Jack. And um, that, that scene just goes to show the bonding between the two.
1: Right. Jeff Daniels character is named Harry. What other famous movie? Dumb and Dumber.
0: The next morning, Jack witnesses a mass transit bus explode, which kills the driver. The bomber contacts Jack on a nearby payphone, explaining that a similar bomb is rigged on another bus which will activate once it reaches 50 miles per hour and detonate if it drops below 50. He also demands a ransom of 3.7 million and threatens to detonate the bus if Jack tries to offload any passengers. Jack races through the freeway traffic and boards the moving bus, but the bomb is already armed because the bus is over 50. He explains the situation to Sam, the bus driver. However, a criminal on board, fearing Jack is about to arrest him, wildly discharges his gun accidentally wounding sam another passenger annie takes over for sam but when she tries to slow down to get help jack is forced to reveal the bomb shocking and horrifying the passengers jack examines the bomb underneath the bus and calls harry who works to identify the bomber after a harrowing adventure through city traffic the police clear a route to the unopened 105 freeway Mac demands that they offload the passengers onto a flatbed, but Jack warns him about the bomber's plot. Witnessing the event on television, the bomber calls Jack to reiterate his instructions. The bomber is convinced to allow the injured Sam to be offloaded for medical attention as a show of goodwill. After witnessing a female passenger named Helen, shaken by everything that's happened, attempt to get off, the bomber detonates a small bomb underneath the bus stairs, killing her. All right, so it's the next morning, and Jack goes to uh, get some coffee. There's a bus, nice little banter, and uh, then the bus bus blows up, and he goes running after it. And here's what I I, I even remember thinking this when uh, I saw it. Uh, How does Dennis Hopper know which payphone to call? They show him in a car, but...
1: I think he's watching Jack at yeah, this point. Yeah, he's watching Jack because
3: he knows like he's like half a block morning up. routine, getting his coffee, and that's what I took yeah. it as well. And even the the coffee guy, it's not a barista; it's a coffee guy. In this, in '92, <laughs> says, "Hey, Jack, you forgot your muffin." So yeah. that it signifies this is routine, routine for him, right? This is not like he happened in this neighborhood. Hey, I'm going to get a cup of coffee here. This is Jack's morning routine coffee muffin say hello to the bus driver say hello to everybody see you tomorrow see you tomorrow same time same bat channel yeah going to work
0: yeah and then i guess this does also uh uh back up the theory of a couple of months going by because uh hopper's character would have had to uh stake him out right Mm -hmm. yeah he doesn't meet jack until their encounter in the elevator so right right, there you go
1: have you ever been by like a roaring fire like a huge explosion type fire
0: Yes, actually, I have.
1: They're pretty loud. How would he hear a payphone across the street?
0: Well, I think that was the aftermath. I think it's. I think he could hear it over the burning. Okay. Maybe. I'm still amazed that this fucking phone rang. Right? I'm
2: amazed that he decided to go to the phone. Why? Because if he doesn't go to the phone, then. <laughs> Then it's all for naught. He doesn't. Could, he doesn't get Jack and his ransom money. Could,
0: could you imagine if uh, Hopper's watching him, and uh, the phone's ringing and ringing, ringing and ringing, and Keanu just walks past it. Well, what's your next plan? How how else do you get you, his attention?
3: You guys are old enough. I mean, that's a thing, right? Like, oh, I'm walking by a payphone and it rings. Any normal human being in
1: '90 would have actually picked up the phone and is like, hello.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: My dad kept asking while we were watching this movie. Uh, why doesn't he just get on his cell phone? Why doesn't he call him on his cell phone? I'm like, well, in 94, they would have had those huge brick phones. I thought, wouldn't that have been funny if the whole movie had been done with brick phones?
0: Yeah, well, luckily they used a smaller version of the brick phone, which was still pretty large, right? Yeah. Yeah, that dates the movie for Mm -hmm. sure, you know. Um, And then we get the phone call. I,
2: I dig the reflection of the flames in the telephone. Did you notice that? Yeah.
0: In yeah. the telephone booth,
2: yeah the, the the shininess of of the payphone, you see the flames dancing on the surface of yeah. the payphone. Nice touch. Yeah.
3: I'm telling you that part's on the not believable. Having lived in that area, nothing in that neighborhood that's out in public is going to be shiny.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we do get more proof that apparently none of the radios work. In this universe, because instead of calling it in or letting the police know to close down the freeway or to go, you know, see if there's a police cruiser anywhere near this bus, he just jumps in a car and goes after. Her.
0: Well, yeah, he's the star of the film. Yeah. Again, logic, buddy. You're trying to apply logic. That's something that's not logical. So, uh, yeah. So now we get Keanu on his way to the bus.
1: Did you get the uh, the number of the bus? Two.
0: 2525.
1: And what happens when you add 25 and 25? You get 50. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a weird tie-in.
0: Oh, they yeah. Yeah, I suppose.
1: What do you think, Jack, if you pick up all of the
2: bus driver's teeth, they'll give you a medal?
0: <laughs> another medal. Give you another medal. Um so yeah, he uh, commandeers a car. Well, first he he drives and virtu- virtually almost gets on, right? Um, and then he has to confiscate, uh, the Jag. He
1: wasn't actually supposed to break the window of the bus, like door. Right. No, I
3: he, guess that was an accident Yeah. and they just and,
0: kept it in. Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: Going back a little bit, we do get introduced to Annie, right? Rush racing after the bus. Cause she's late.
0: She has a cup right. of coffee in one hand, a cigarette in another, and she's trying to chase down the bus. Yeah. Sam. So that kind of tells you that's, uh. And how, how Annie's character is.
1: And you knows, too, that the bus driver knows Annie because he's smirking as she's running after the bus. Oh,
0: yeah, he's, he's toying with her a little bit, for sure.
3: So one character that I'd like to talk about, and really this is something that you don't see in a lot of movies, you see in some, is like Los Angeles is the character in this movie. There are a lot of attributes to the city of Los Angeles that you're familiar with. Freeways, traffic that type of thing and um, there's like it really is this movie really couldn't happen elsewhere the way it's it's situated that's not necessarily true for a lot of movies right not often is the city a character in a movie or a location is but like definitely let the the boat titanic is a character in a movie right right and that character actually dies even but um Getting back to the Los Angeles the character, one of the things about the bus is, and I'll be honest about this, is that, you know, in L.A., you don't ride the bus. The people that ride the bus are people who can't afford cars, right? Mm-hmm. And more often than not, the lower-income people, people of color, that type of thing. And in what you drive in L.A. is who you are, right? You have right. people in small apartments, but they're driving 500 series and bmws because that's what you need to do um i do find it interesting that you know given that like who rides the bus are low-income people people of color the movie explains why three of the five white people that are on the bus are actually on the bus right so they they go out of their way to explain so that the audience does not wonder, why are the white people on this bus? They shouldn't be on this bus. Right? Interesting. Right? So they have Annie, who lost her license. Right. Right? We have Alan Ruck, who was a stupid tourist and got on the bus by accident. Right. Right? So he didn't know any better, because he's out of town. He didn't know, if you live in Los Angeles, you don't ride the bus. right? And, and then there was a, well, the one lady, I think it was Helen. It was. was. was Helen, it was. that said that she just couldn't take... Traffic and she even says, I missed my car.
0: Yeah, right? uh, Annie says, I missed my car,
3: and he says, Mrs. Car, yeah, but like, so we get an ex- explanation of the three of the five white people on the bus, why they're on the bus, where all the people, everybody else on the bus, people of color, of course, they're on the bus, right? Right, so, um, a little bit of a you know, now in days and age, nowadays, a little controversial, that type of thing, but. But back then, it's something they needed to explain that why are we seeing five white people on this bus right. in Los Angeles?
1: You bring up a great point about L.A. kind of being a character in this movie. I feel like it's L.A. as a character with plastic surgery. Because wh- have you ever driven in L.A. or gone on any roads in L.A.? I have, as
0: a matter of fact.
1: Whenever have you seen the freeways that clear?
0: When they're making a movie.
1: It depends. No, it, In real life,
3: it really just depends. It really depends on what time of day. There is that morning rush. There is a lull in the middle of the day. And then there's that afternoon rush. And it depends on which way you're going, too. It just really depends. Having well, this, lived in there for a long time. But, there there this,
0: are, but this happens like at 8 a.m. Yeah, this happens
1: yeah. early in the morning. So it's amazing, first of all, that a bus could even get up to 50 miles an hour. And then if you look at a lot of the scenes, there's no cars around the bus. It's barely, especially when it's first speeding up. But you notice it drives for a while under 50 because it takes a while for him to actually hit 50, and there's no cars in front of him. So this bus driver was driving at like 40 miles an hour on a clear freeway. that yeah. seem a little odd to you? Yeah. Well, again, logic.
0: Yeah. You know, because you, you look at the shots, and you know clearly that bus is going uh, over 50 miles an hour. Hey, but, is, but the, bo- but the yeah. bomb hasn't armed yet, yeah. right?
3: As an audience, you're going, wait a minute, what about traffic? And that's when it starts to hit. Yeah. Right? At that moment, then it starts to get tra- uh, more traffic, drive on the shoulder, take the exit, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So it's not like there was no traffic, but I thought it was good timing. The the moment the audience goes, what about traffic? Traffic appears.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, th- there are uh, a lot of convenient spots where it can reach up and then stay at 50 in this traffic per se. But, you know, you just got to go with it. it it's, you're just going along for the ride, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I always thought there's no way they're taking those corners at 50 miles an hour.
1: Yeah, That, that uh, was our thought, too. I'd sure we're like
0: to try, there. though. That will look a lot of fun. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <laughs> we're going to tip. You're right. We're going to tip. <laughs> and so he puts everybody on everybody. the other side of the bus. Yeah.
2: All right, uh, informal trivia question. Each one of you, would you please give your guess as to how many people are on the bus? who would like to go first? I'll go. I have an un- I, ha- I have an unofficial count.
1: I would thought well originally- then this
0: contest is unofficial. Yeah all right go
1: on. I thought it was like 13. So yeah
3: the five white people.
1: You have... Do we count Keanu? Well, well
3: he's let me, on the let bus, right? Okay. So there's five, the five white people. And this is not Keanu. These are the passengers, right? You had the older Asian couple. That's seven. You had the older African-American couple. That's nine. Then you had the other white guy who didn't say anything. That's... Oh, no, no. Excuse me. Then you had the two, uh, the younger and the older Hispanic. So you had the, the criminal who had the gun, mm-hmm. Ortiz. Then, Gigantor? uh yeah and then you had the african-american woman who's dressed kind of well it's like 13 14 is really what it is and i know they probably say it's more than that but it's like 13 14
2: what what's your count
0: 13 14
2: all right so (laughs) i i I paused and i counted heads and i came up with 19 oh wow 19
0: heads did you include
2: not jack would be 20 uh did we
0: didn't count sam or yep yeah you gotta count the bus driver
2: and you gotta count Annie.
0: oh wait no but you took Annie into account when you said the five white people. yeah i did
3: not count the bus for account the bus driver that i left out yeah
0: so jack gets on the bus immediately we see that one of the passengers is kind of you know freaking out and we find out that uh i don't know you man i'm not here for you yeah that was so let's not do this did you write that down yeah, that's awesome. <laughs>
2: Kyle, there's so many of these Keanu lines. I,
0: my favorite part of that line is, "We're just a couple of cool guys just hanging out."
2: Yeah, just just all of the Keanu lines. You know, they're they're so Keanu-ish.
0: Yeah. Well, this I guess this is the birth of the action hero of Keanu.
1: How did he know he wasn't part of the plot?
0: How did uh, Keanu
1: know if the guy with the gun?
0: Oh, because he didn't fit the mo. Okay. The guy, the guy, part of the plot, uh, he's smart and he, yeah, I don't think so.
3: Again, hint of racism in this movie. The Spanish guy couldn't build a bomb.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. And it turns out that he, uh, shoots Sam, uh, which was inevitable. We saw that coming. And, um, now Annie has to drive the bus and she, you know, she Annie's it. So
2: (laughs) she Annie's it. And then we get, uh, and then we get, uh, Howard he calls and then we uh, we have Howard talking again with Jack about you know reiterating what's going on oh wait no before that he calls Harry right he calls Harry and he tells him that there's a bomb on the bus and uh, yeah and then right after that I, I just I, it cracks me up you know having Harry having to walk Jack through with you know his head you know inches away from From the concrete as he's looking underneath. Man,
1: would you do that? If it was my job. I do think it was a little easy to figure out, too, that early on in the movie, they talked about retirement and about pension. They said, yeah, when you get your pension, you get your cheap little corny gold watch. Foreshadow. And then all of a sudden we see the gold watch on the bomb.
0: Yeah, the first time you see it, though, I don't think that's where your head goes.
1: Oh, I went right there.
0: The first time you saw it?
1: I think so. You're such a liar. I did not. <clears throat> um, and then it was followed with a classic
2: line. Harry, there's enough C4 on this to put a hole in the world.
0: But here's the <laughs> yeah, question. I love, I love that you gush over his line. It's
1: <laughs> but, but <That's> so cheesy. <laughs> here's the question I thought about after that line happened is, if I took a shovel and just took one scoop out of the earth, haven't I technically put a hole in the world? Uh, yes, technically you so, have. That really doesn't say what the size of the bomb is.
0: Well, it's implied that it's pretty big.
1: That's a lot. Now, maybe you said a crater in the world. That
3: might
0: have been a little different. Oh, semantics.
3: You're trying to get back on the logic bus,
1: right? Yeah. And and the logic bus has left the building.
0: Well, it's going 50 miles an hour, and there's a bomb. What do you do? Pop Uh, quiz. So, yeah, we... uh, uh, Harry is now on the mission to find out who the bomber is and uh, they are able to get uh, Sam, the bus driver off uh, off the bus. They manage to get Sam the bus driver off the bus and then Helen, you know is the doors are open. everybody seems to forget about what's going on. You still have this car going or this trailer going alongside the bus with the cops on it. and don't the cops know the rules? Why is that cop going, come on, oh, ma'am, come, on come on, come on, come on, right? That's his fault. That's the cop's fault. All right. I don't so, blame Helen at all, or I don't blame Dennis Hopper.
2: So I, I got a thing. Did, did you notice how the semi-truck stays with the bus? Yeah. Who else is on that flatbed? Sam! They. We got to get him off the bus! And now he's just riding on the back of
0: the flatbed. Oh, no, they threw him off. <laughs> <laughs> they, were going, they were going down the road. They had another bus on the side of them. Cause that's how they do things in LA. So,
2: yeah. So it cracked me up that wait. So Sam, they, Sam's still with us. He's just on the flatbed. Okay. Yeah. We got him off the bus. Good job.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, Helen dies.
2: Okay. But I feel like we're jumping over what is pretty much my favorite part of the movie, which is when they get off the freeway, you get the shoulder driving, you get the bit with the baby carriage and the cans, you get the bit with the uh, police uh, motorcycle and cars uh, blocking the traffic, and they got to make that hard right turn, and the bus goes up. I love that. That's probably my favorite sequence in the movie is after she
1: gets off the freeway. Did you catch that when the lady goes across the street with the carriage that she had a don't walk signal?
0: Oh, did she? Yeah, no, she, I it didn't said, see
1: that. It said don't walk, and then she gets all pissed when the bus hits the carriage. She was going against the light.
0: Yeah, well...
2: So the stunt coordinator uh, that arranged that action sequence, she said that was that uh, shot in particular was the most challenging stunt sequence that she had put together in her career up to that
0: point. Wow.
3: Again, not to belabor the point, but Nobody Walks in L.A. is not just the name of a song, right? The people who walk in L.A., are lower class people. They don't have a car. <laughs> it, I, I mean, it really is. It's The whole divide of the have and have nots is really evident if you know L.A. in, yeah. in this, right? And the way the treatment of the characters in that respect, right? Of course it's a woman who's poor because she's got a baby carriage but no baby and that's what she calls her grocery in. Uh-huh. Groceries in is that's what she can afford. It's like some old-timey thing that she got from some thrift store. Right. Right, that right. type of thing. I mean it wasn't even you know like a 92 baby carriage, right? It was something that looked out of ugly like rosemary's baby carriage.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh definitely used and uh put through the ringer. Yeah, yeah.
2: The uh um, it, it is before the jump. We have uh, we have Howard telling uh, Jack to uh, you tell that wild card, right? wildcat, wildcat, right? I was watching this time around, and I got to say that it's not until at the end when Jack notices Arizona Wildcats when when Jack sees it. I think that's the first time us the audience sees it as well. Because I was specifically watching, do we ever get to see the Wildcat logo for University of Arizona on her sweatshirt? And it's never in shot until it is revealed to us at the time that Jack notices
1: it. Here's my big issue with that. Look how small that logo was. It was also very faint on her shirt. If you are watching like on a screen at that time, and it's a black and white screen... How would Dennis Hopper have ever seen that logo? First of all, she's small on the screen, you know, let alone the pixelation on that screen and the fact that it was so faint in black and white, he would have never seen the Wildcats logo.
0: But yet he did.
1: Yeah, that's what's amazing.
0: Well, he is an amazing villain. So the sooner you get on board with that, the sooner this movie will be more logical. I felt like they
1: should have given her something that was more obvious that they could have just kept hidden under a jacket a little bit or something, but she should have been wearing a wildcat shirt or something.
2: Yeah. It's on her shoulder. And I would have appreciated to have the teaser available to us, the audience with it being, you know, supposedly inconsequential information.
0: So when, so when you guys hear the reveal, did it, did it ruin the entire movie for you? No,
1: no, no.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well then shut the fuck up and let's move on okay all right
2: i felt like it was deliberately left out
0: what the not seeing the logo yeah yeah it was for sure because then when you do see it you go oh yeah that's cool or if you're john you're like no i couldn't see it
1: i thought they, they should have reworked it in that he just happened to know that the bus driver was female how would he know that the bus driver had been switched out to a female and then that's how they figured out there must be a camera
0: well, it's a good thing you didn't write it.
1: Because <laughs> yeah, it would have been better.
0: Uh, okay.
1: Speaking of things that you could have reworked,
3: but I would have loved to seen Alan Ruck in a, a Detroit Red Wings jersey saying he was visiting from Chicago. I would have.
0: When Jack learns part of the freeway is incomplete, he persuades Annie to accelerate the bus to maximum speed so they can jump the gap, which narrowly succeeds before directing her to the Los Angeles International Airport to use unobstructed runways. Meanwhile, Harry identifies the bomber as Howard Payne, a former Atlanta Police Department bomb squad officer. Harry leads a SWAT team to Payne's home, but having anticipated the arrival, Payne has rigged the house to explode, killing the team in a last ditch attempt to defuse the bomb jack goes under the bus on a tow sled but he has inadvertently punctured the fuel tank when the sled breaks from the tow line after the passengers bring him back aboard jack learns that harry has been killed and that Payne has been watching the passengers on a hidden surveillance camera the whole time allowing him to be one step ahead of jack at every moment Mac has a local news crew record the UHF transmission and rebroadcast it on a loop to full pane while all the passengers are offloaded onto the airport bus. Jack and Annie escape the bus through a floor access panel before the empty bus collides with a Boeing 707 cargo plane and explodes.
3: Little trivia piece there. So before they jump, um, they're definitely trapped because I know where they are. They're definitely traveling east to west on the 105 and then they kind of are making that jump from the interchange that's going to go northbound on 110 so when they make that (laughs) jump you'll see kind of the the other side like from the other direction uh uh, kind of overpass that's your la la land overpass oh really that's the opening scene when the traffic stop and the opening dance scene that's same interchange oh fascinating
1: I guess in that scene uh, where there's the break between, you know, the freeway, they digitally altered it to look like that. And the birds that are in there that fly through the hole were all computer computer added. Oh, yeah. Graham Yost was like,
3: they're describing it all that. There's no way they would have ever gotten permission to actually fly a bus over an open gap right. in a freeway. There's yeah. no way.
1: Did you notice, though? Machine,
0: I don't think it'd make it.
1: Did you notice, though, when he was speeding towards the gap, there was another option to go at the opposite direction, that they could have taken that freeway part and not have to do the gap? I had missed it. Yeah, they're driving up, and it wise off to go one direction where the gap is and one direction where there's no gap.
0: Wow. Well, well, how exciting would have that been? Let's jump a fucking bus.
1: Uh, I guess the stunt for this uh, they obviously had to build a special bus with special shock absorbers to, to launch it. And when they actually, for the stunt, when they're filming it and launched the bus up in the air, it went so high, it went out of the camera range. So they had to redo the whole thing over again. <laughs> um, at the
3: screening, I went to Graham Yost. That was the one thing that everybody wanted to talk about. He actually went into a lot of detail. You know, his Q&A after that, how did he jump the bus? Was it real? You know... And he can get kind of annoyed after a while because he's the writer, right? He's not, right. he wasn't necessarily the stunt guy in knowing all the physics and all that kind of stuff. So at that point, he kind of got annoyed at the audience a little bit because he's there to talk about the story and skiing writing. And, you know, a bunch of people are asking him about, you know, stunts and bus jumps and right. stuff like that.
0: They jumped the gap, which, you know... Whatever, you're you're going along for the ride, and, and this part happens, and so you just kind of roll with it and accept
2: it's it. It's too fantastical, but you still go.
0: Right, and, and I like the reaction of everybody when they hit it, right? A, they hit it still going above 50 and are able to keep it uh, above 50 as they're going. So, you know, kudos to them, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Good,
3: well, oppor- good opportunity, too, like everybody in bus- the bus is cheering. It gives the audience permission to cheer at the same time. In the
0: absolutely, because you are cheering yeah. as an audience member because, yeah, it's so fantastical that you'll believe it.
1: Have you ever been on a bus when it goes over a big speed bump? Yeah. And you kind of get tossed a little bit? Uh-huh. Can you imagine jumping 50 feet? Wouldn't those people have been like splatter on the roof of the bus? He does say, hold on. <laughs> yeah. that's a fair point he does say hold on several
0: times <laughs> i think we should have seen them at least all bounce uh, up hit the ceiling
1: come back yeah. down
0: what i love is as soon as they take off he jumps over sandra bullock right he jumps to protect andy Annie, uh doesn't she have to hold on to the fucking wheel right doesn't she have to keep the wheels at least straight when she comes down i mean he pretty much tackles her and doesn't i mean wouldn't that take her foot off the pedal too
3: Or at least change the trajectory of the the wheels. Right. The alignment of the
1: wheels.
0: Yeah. Well, then
1: she still somehow bangs her head.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. He goes to protect her and doesn't even do that. Great job, Keanu. Good job. Good job. Um, So while all this is happening, uh, they find out who the uh, bomber is. That's our
2: scumbag.
0: Yep. And so Harry... Decides to go with the SWAT team, and they go in, and, I mean, there's so many things wrong with this scene, and none of it makes sense. But I think what makes up for it, and what makes you buy this moment, is the look that Jeff Daniels gives the camera right before the bomb goes off.
3: It's the best, it's one of the best shots in the movie. I, yeah. He just has that, oh, fuck
0: right
3: and uh, then yeah. in like oh it, i got it, it I, it's I, a slight it, the lip uh, the, oh.
0: the lip quivers just a hair and yeah it gets me every time
2: go it, gone it's so crushing having him go you can't believe he's gone
1: i yeah. try to defend the scene thinking that he's trying to rush in to save his friend to save his partner but he's supposed to be the bomb expert what bomb expert is going to rush into a house of a mad bomber who's obviously got some intelligence to him?
0: Uh, Maybe it was the sense of urgency. He was trying to save Jack's life. Yeah,
1: so he just rushes in thinking, this guy's not going to booby trap his house. Well, so um, one
3: of the things that uh, Graham Yost uncovers in the screening is that in his original draft, um, the mad bomber is actually Harry. And it was rewritten. So the Mad Bomber, the Dennis Hopper character actually dies, right? The um, the shot in the leg is the is the motivation for Harry to turn to the dark side, as it were, because his best friend shoots him and disables him. And he's, he's robbed of the one thing he likes to be as is, is a police officer. Really? Right? He's disabled, right? And from that point of view, you can see how kind of, the Dennis Hopper character gets shoved into this script, mm-hmm. right? What's the motivation for an ex atlanta police officer doing all this work in Los Angeles, right? I mean, it could have easily been explained something like Mac was working in Atlanta at the time, and he's the one that sent. His, he's the one that sent um, uh, Dennis Hopper to do this job where he lost his hand. There's like almost zero notification, no, motivation for Dennis Hopper to be mad in Los Angeles. But if you know from the script that it's supposed to be Harry, then it kind of makes sense. The, the cold watch makes sense. Him getting hurt and being drunk at, this, at the party makes sense. He's like lost and he's now mad at Jack for robbing him from the one thing that he had in his life, and what better way to exact revenge than to use something that he is an expert in, which is explosives, to actually get money from the city of Los Angeles and exact revenge on his former partner?
0: Yeah, and and I and I have to say, uh, it could have been an interesting story, but the way they did it, and when I saw it, um, I I guess for me, I didn't care what Dennis Hopper's intentions were or what his motivations were. My 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 thinking was his motivation is he thinks uh, he's owed, and he wants his, uh, you know, three
1: point seven million dollars. He wants his
0: money. Um, didn't he say it, it is a little weird that he comes from Atlanta? But you know,
1: didn't he say at one point it's just always been about the
0: money? Oh yeah, he says that a couple times.
1: Yeah, but he's like super
3: hyper focused on the revenge on Jack. Yeah. Too, right. So he's super hyper-focused. Like you can see that he's got a cause that he wants to avenge himself for. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's very clear that he's motivated to number one, get back at Jack for screwing him out of the three original $3 million. Right. But that's about it. So I think that, I mean, um, when Graham Yost had actually said that in the screening, there was an audible gasp. i like, Oh, that kind of makes sense. I right?
2: was I was also pondering why why Howard wants three point seven. It sounds like that he's accumulated some sort of a tally inside of his head. Oh, it's the interest owed. Oh,
3: oh, on the way he could have gotten.
2: Oh,
3: you, from
0: the time he yes. got. Oh,
3: so he got. He if he gotten the three million at the time of the elevator thing. And then now he's getting the three point seven or whatever it was. However months later, that's the that's the interest he could have earned had he gotten the three million originally.
2: Oh, okay, fun. see there I, there had to be something. There you go. There I like go. that. Right on. And then we have Jack going in on the cart. I love the little cart when he's when he's. Man, that took, that took balls to be on a cart going 50 miles an hour. Under a bus. Under a bus. That was, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So going back to
3: that airport scene, um, one of the things that Gramius also said is that that airport was supposed to be Dodger Stadium. And for people who have not been at Dodger Stadium, the Dodger Stadium parking lot is this big circle with the stadium in the middle of it. And it's huge. And to be honest with you, if you've ever been to a Dodger game, it's like Frogger trying to get from the inner circle to the outer circle from when you park the car. Oh, really? Because there's like two main drags, and you better, that's one place that you better, if you're a pedestrian, look at the light and not walk. Because people are thinking, trying to get out of the parking lot, that it's the Indianapolis 500, and they're going really fast. And so visually, for the film, that would have really, really, really worked right um shots at dodger stadium from a helicopter um blowing something up next to the stadium which is why they didn't get permission is the dodger organization says we do not want anything exploding in our parking lot
0: yeah for sure i thought i always thought it was a good idea that uh keanu went into the airport because of the uh airspace rule right the the right, choppers right, right. couldn't follow the him news in. copters so, yeah so I always thought that was pretty smart of him
3: and that's really another la thing is the news will cut in live to car chases on Los Angeles I was freeways.
2: wondering about that
3: so it's and it's it's a thing it's not like it didn't start with the old whole OJ thing that was already like if it's three o'clock in the afternoon and there's a car chase because someone's chasing from the police all the local stations get their helicopters up in the air, and they follow it. They see the car, and they show the police. And they, you know, eventually, the guy has to pull over or crashes into something, and they get out of the car and run. Yeah, and then the police officer will tackle him, and there you have twenty to thirty minutes of news that they that is live on LA TV. It's a thing.
1: I yeah. read somewhere that the whole OJ thing, the whole OJ chase. Uh, happened shortly after this movie came out one week and people were amazed that um the way that the helicopters and the news are portrayed in this movie is kind of how they portrayed the oj chase Yeah,
3: because it was a thing it would they didn't have to make it up right they just it was live yeah
0: they were following the action yeah yeah So Jack figures out that uh, Howard Payne has been uh, watching them all along, uh, as we kind of discussed earlier. And now they have the uh, idea of um, making a loop. And they fool Howard. And this is when they offload all of the passengers. And then Annie and Jack have to make their daring escape. And so they ride... uh, the fucking uh bottom panel like a sled why not after they tied the steering wheel, wheel? yeah why didn't they just run across the fucking plank onto the bus
1: why the did the bus leave ar- them the plank had already fallen off when uh not if they were it- doing
0: not if they were doing it the way how they were getting everyone else off if they paced it they could have easily probably made it across uh, but I- the, the thing leaves. And Annie and Jack are stuck on the bus. To, Why?
1: To, to quote somebody who is familiar with this podcast, because it was in the script that way.
0: I'm not sure if it was. I think all that bit was ad libbed because it was. It made me question some things. It, <laughs> but it did that, get that
1: but, point. You started questioning some things.
0: Yeah, at that point, I decided to put on my logic goggles. Um, but they have to make their, you know, daring escape. And so they do the whole slide thing and they get away. And then the bus dramatically drives into the plane and detonates. And
2: because the bus fell below 50 miles per that's hour. That's right.
0: And I thought at that point, end movie hole in the world.
1: My thought was usually when a, bu- a plane is being towed like that, uh, there's usually someone in the cockpit kind of working the controls a little bit. So, they just crashed a bus into a plane and killed another person who was probably just having a good old day. Okay, but they didn't.
3: Oh, yeah. And then the guy that's doing the toning gets right, out of the car and he runs. survives that explosion and runs away, yeah. too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Quick, uh, another trivia for you. How many buses did they have for filming this movie? Any guesses?
2: I have a guess. What is your guess? A dozen. If he's a
3: dozen, it was half the fleet of Los Angeles.
1: I heard... Going. I heard it was fifty-eight buses they used for filming this movie.
3: Fifty-eight buses. Look at that. Well, kind of makes sense in terms of how many. Even just with filming, right? You're going to have different configurations
1: so you can move the camera around, right?
0: I guess. Yeah. Each bus is going to have like its camera setup. Mm-hmm.
1: I guess the way it worked is Sandra Bullock was on a steering wheel that didn't do anything. Yeah. The, the actual the driver of the bus was on top of the bus, typically driving the bus with an, a separate steering
0: wheel. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, but uh, Sandra Bullock did learn how to drive a bus. Yeah,
1: she got a so. bus license. Yeah.
0: Jack and Mac head to Pershing Square to drop the ransom. Realizing that he has been fooled, no one died in the explosion, and the LAPD are waiting for him, a furious Payne poses as a police officer to kidnap Annie and recover the ransom. Jack follows Payne into the Metro Line subway and discovers that Annie has been fitted with an explosive vest rigged to a pressure-release detonator. Payne hijacks a subway train handcuffs Annie to a pole, and starts the train while Jack pursues them. After killing the train engineer, Payne attempts a bribe with the ransom money, but a die pack in the bag bursts, tainting the money. Pushed into a psychotic frenzy, a crazed Payne battles Jack on the train's roof, during which Jack causes Payne to be decapitated by a railway signal. Jack deactivates the vest from Annie, but cannot free her from the pole, as Payne has the key to her handcuffs. Unable to stop the train, Jack accelerates it into a maximum speed, causing it to derail, plow through a construction site, and burst onto Hollywood Boulevard. Unharmed, Jack and Annie kiss while the crowd looks on amazed. End movie.
3: So going back to the, the original script where you know Dennis Hopper was not the Mad Bomber and it was... Harry, you can see how that scene underneath when annie's facing away and turns around that would have been the big reveal not that annie had all the explosives strapped to her but that the mad bomber was in and actually harry you can see how that, that kind of got oh, swapped yeah. in there right yeah
0: for sure for sure um i guess if i had anything to say well that's not true i shouldn't start that way um i would have to say that it's this at it's at this sequence i feel like this movie really starts to get long um i didn't need them to go back on a form of transportation and to go kind even of, faster and kind of go through exactly what we just went through um and so i felt at this point it was a little bit long and i was ready for it to be over so
3: in another mission impossible moment right From the first Mission Impossible, you get that train sequence.
0: Oh, with them on top of the train. With them on top, right? So
3: you get the two things. You get the suspended upside down, and you get the train sequence, and who knows how much of that got stolen from from that movie when they made Mission Impossible.
0: All right, trivia question for you, Gerard. Who directed Mission Impossible?
3: I don't really care because I don't like Tom Cruise. (laughs) So I couldn't tell you. Brian, Brian De Palma. De Palma. Yeah.
0: So, Good director. There you go. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, right? I don't know if it's you would associate above, him with yeah, that. Yeah, and
1: but. it's not above stealing stuff either. Right?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Who is, though, yeah, right? right. So, we, yeah.
1: I know we've already thrown pretty much logic out the window, window at this point, but did anyone catch the issues with the subway?
0: The, there was no dead man
1: switch? Yeah, usually there is what's called a dead man switch that is either a pedal or a button that the subway driver has to constantly push to keep it going. It's there in case, for some reason, the driver passes out, gets ill, something happens to them, that if they take their foot or their hand off this dead man switch, the train is going to break automatically and stop. So that did not happen. The other issue I have with this is that Keanu Rees was able to speed up the train by pushing the, the lever forward. If it was still working to push forward, why could he not pull it back to slow it down and stop it?
3: He did... Hit that emergency brake thing that didn't
1: work. Yeah, but still, just the, that controller controlled the speed of the train. He could have used it to slow it down.
0: No, he couldn't have
1: because it was in the script that way. That's
0: right. I guess the the filming of Dennis Hopper's uh, or the the prop the the prop that they made uh, mm-hmm. that had uh, I guess it was too realistic uh, looking, and when they shot it from the front, so they had to shoot it from the back, so they didn't get even a worse R than they got.
2: So I have an issue at the drop site for the ransom. What the hell is Annie doing there?
0: Oh well, they were.
3: Her and Jack were in the ambulance together, and he needed to be delivered to the quote unquote command center so he can follow up and catch catch the bad guy. And so, they and were in you the know,
0: and she, she had been sitting all day. On that bus, driving, and when she was sitting there waiting for him, she wanted to stretch her legs. I don't see the problem.
1: I thought they would have taken her right way to the hospital to be checked out. But even then, she gets out of the ambulance, and who just happens to be there right at that moment? But Dennis Hopper. Yeah, It's just coincidence that he picked the right ambulance at the right time to find her.
0: Well, I guess one could say that he knew that uh, Jack would be there, and when he saw the ambulance, it was like a two-for-one. Yay for me, he thought. Uh,
3: Again, and also he is that crazy. That's right after the crazy moment he figures out that he was
0: foiled. Right. right. So he's already pissed off. He's already upset. Um, Puts a vest on her, and then they go down. They get on the subway. He handcuffs her.
2: What the hell is uh, Jack doing, taking off, being Mr. Lone Wolf again with nobody following after him?
0: Let me ask you this. Did it bother you the first time he did it in the movie? Yeah. Then uh, it bothers you now. Yeah. Okay. Well, then this guy's has a fucking. He's a hard case. Okay. He's not a team player. He's not a. He's not even really a good cop. And hey, nobody, so.
1: nobody even calls ahead. To say, hey, we've got a runaway subway. You might want to clear all those workers out of that one station area.
0: I know. They're all acting like it was uh, like, what the fuck is happening here? You know, well, there was no to, notification.
1: Trying to reach him on the radio. Apparently the radios do not work in L.A. No, they don't. It was shot. Just like the control panel to the subway was. No but, cell phone either. But didn't, uh, didn't Jack tell the police what was going on on that subway? That they, they radioed in and told him. That of course, just like the freeway, the subway tunnel wasn't fit. You know, wasn't finished.
0: No, the, uh, Keanu didn't tell them. They told Keanu.
1: Yeah, they told Keanu. So couldn't they have also called ahead and told those construction
0: workers get out of those tunnels? Well, it was too late by then. They had already gone through that when Matt came on the radio. Yeah. It's all about timing.
3: And the way, why it works is because people who live in LA that went to see the movie had never ridden that subway at the time. Oh, there you go. I,
1: I guess l- when
0: the subway.
1: Crashes out of the, the ground and comes up top. That was a
0: decorated bus. Yeah. Yeah. One of the fifty-eight that they used. Probably.
1: Yes. And yeah. you can kind of
3: see the Chinese theater off to the left there. Uh-huh. Right. Oh there. so briefly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and then you notice that all the there's a couple of people taking their pictures with their lens caps still on the camera. I did not notice that. Oopsie daisy.
3: Oh, the other LA thing about that was the van that kind of pulls out, right? That star. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is such a thing in L.A. for tourists. Like, you know, there's the tour bus that say, see the homes of the stars, and it's such, I mean, never taken one, but, you know, you could, there's such a ripoff. Like, okay, they drive through Bel Air and say, oh, here's where Errol Flynn used to live from 1920 to 1935. And, like, it's a house. Thank you very much. We're going on to the next one. Yeah. Right? There's not a lot of, and so... It's almost symbolic, like one of the biggest rip-offs in Hollywood that you can spend your money on pulls in front of this runaway subway popping up in the middle of, of Hollywood as well. Right,
0: and he gets all upset that he hits him too. Yeah. Right, he's like, oh, who the fuck hit my van?
3: Probably because he had no car insurance.
0: <laughs> That's why he was doing <laughs> Another
3: LA thing.
1: Did it seem, like, I, I thought the moment at the end was kind of cute, their little interaction when the whole thing's ending – but he seemed to get over the death
0: of his friend really quick. Yeah, it wasn't on his mind at the moment. It sure wasn't. He's got Sandra Bullock right in front of him.
2: Unofficial Annie count. How many times does Annie say Jack? 52. That's not a bad guess. I have no idea.
1: It's a lot. Well, did she keep it under or over 50?
2: My unofficial count is 32. Hmm. Oh, so I was way over. Not way over. I was way over. I was like 20 over.
0: So So she way blown up. Anyway, Go ahead, I she, just, went over she was saying his name like wow, every 10 minutes.
3: Yeah. Yep. Well, by that count, the movie would have been <laughs> 320 minutes long. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this was already
0: 30 minutes too long for me. So Yeah, yeah. I, I do
3: concur that after the plane explodes and everybody gets off. and You think the movie's yeah. over. Oh, you think the movie's over. It's they, like, they could have captured him doing something, right?
0: Yeah, they could have caught him some way right uh but i felt like i was fatigued after the bus and then i have sure. to go through this whole other sequence and it, and i'm it's kind another, of checked out at the moment
3: it's another 20 minutes
0: I, it's another 20 minutes i know it's mm-hmm. fucking long mm-hmm. um and it really is just regurgitating what we have just seen you know
3: and if it ends there then your speed 2 could have been better
0: did you see speed 2
3: no because that looked like ho- suck you
0: know, <laughs> <laughs> on a ship on a cruise ship right know. it has its moments it's no speed you've but seen it? it i've seen it multiple it, it times was a
2: blockbuster rental for me i did not see it
0: oh that's funny that's funny speed to yeah. cruise control
2: yeah come on right i mean Dead. but to your
3: point like there are some movies that you now you they want to leave a couple loose threads just in case right. hey if this really works we, we, want all, we want everybody to come back.
1: The only thing I could say was the other thing that kind of defied logic was, did you notice that as the movie went on, Jack's shirt got, like, whiter and more new yeah. as the movie progressed?
0: He he had a brand new fucking shirt on when he went on the sled. Yeah. He he stopped. He got off the bus, <laughs> uh, was driving along with Mac, and as Mac uh, is explaining, you know, this is what we're going to do, and blah, 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 blah. He said, someone get me a white shirt. Yeah, kept, they, they they
1: kept changing them.
0: Yeah, well, he's got to
1: look good.
3: I will say that the, the that for the characters, not a lot of growth. Right, there's no real arc to any of them. They kind of stay consistent along the same from beginning to end. The one area of growth that could have been explored. wasn't played explored was the whole after Harry dies, Jack just freaks out on the bus, and Annie says, "We really need you." Yeah, right. We really need you to to calm down and lead us. Um, if that speech comes sooner, right, then he starts to th- um, be more inventive on the bus and about getting Sam off and sure. going to that thing. I think that it works a little better. But sure, pretty much Dennis Hopper's the same in the beginning and the end, right? Jack mm-hmm. is the same in the end, except I guess Harry is not the same in the end because he's dead.
0: He, he changed a little bit.
3: Changed a little bit. And even Annie has a chance to be the, even after being the hero, she gets suckered into the wearing the vest. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: Well, I kind of blame her. She should have just stayed in the fucking ambulance. All right. So what do you guys think? Are you guys ready to rate this bitch?
2: Yeah, let's rate
1: this bitch. How do we do our new rating system?
2: Our new rating system is we are going to give Fs, fucks. How many fucks are we going to give this movie? So a movie that has... A rating of five fucks. That's a fuck yeah movie. That is something you're ready to go out and watch again immediately. A movie that is not even worth watching ever again. One and done. You're all through with it. You know, fuck that crap. Three fucks somewhere in the middle. You're looking at, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that again sometime.
0: All right. There you have it. Uh, who would like to go first? All right. I'll go first. Uh, speed, 1994. Uh, speed is like candy. There's no nutritional value. There's no substance. It's pure sugar. And if you like candy, you like speed. Uh, none of it makes sense, but it's sure fun to watch. Um, it's not horrible. It does give us uh, the Keanu Reeves we now know who ultimately becomes Neo, who ultimately becomes John Wick, right? This is kind of the jumping off platform. First, it was Point Break. Then he does some, some other stuff, including Dracula, which we won't talk about. And... Uh, You know, and it also launches Sandra Bullock. Um, Yes, often compared to Die Hard on a bus, but again, like I said earlier, I would take that as a fucking compliment. Um, It's not my favorite of Keanu Reeves' films, but it's not my uh, least favorite either. Um, So, going by that and, you know, just uh, seeing what it kind of uh, started and the other... the. The films we got uh, after that that were similar. Um, I am going to give Speed a solid 2.5 fucks.
2: Okay. I'll go next. So I found this movie to be um, a, a, a good start in Keanu's career. You know, Bill and Ted before that was, was fun with Keanu, but I really feel like that this is the launching point of him starting to become a superstar. And I really enjoy, as you point out, that this is like a wonderful summer movie, and this is just a fun ride, literally. It it, it has very little substance, but I enjoy the action sequences as I was pointing out earlier, during the the city, when they're going through the city streets before they get to the airport, I, 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 I soaked all of that up. And I certainly enjoyed listening to all the cheesy lines in the movie. Dennis Hopper was a delight. He, I thought he made a wonderful antagonist. And Sandra Bullock, she was so much fun. She was so believable. I, I enjoyed listening to her lines. And it was fun to watch, uh, you know, Keanu and Sandra play back and forth off of each other. I also really appreciated uh, Jan DeBont in his directorial debut. This, I thought this was a really strong opening, you know, for a first-time directing experience. And it is, again, replicated, I think, in every bit of a cheesy fashion in Twister. Twister is another fun movie where there is very little substance of story. It's just a fun watch. And I certainly enjoyed watching this movie. It had been a while since I had seen it, but I found it every bit as enjoyable as I had watching it last time I saw it, which was several years ago. I think that, for me, this movie is a good, solid three fucks.
3: So I can go next. Since this is uh, something I suggested, I I guess I should have strong opinions about it one way or another. So um, I will say, when I originally saw this movie in this class, in that UCLA class, um, I was enthralled, right? This is one of those, this, you know, when you know that no one else has been seeing this movie, there's no advertisement for it and that type of thing. And if you got to go back to that time and um, time and date, the only people really that knew that movies were coming out were people in the industry, right? People who read Hollywood reporter or variety and that type of thing no movie had quote-unquote internet buzz right there wasn't like anything leaked on youtube or you know like some blog this is coming out like, literally nothing so you i'm going from zero expectations because i don't know what movie i'm going to go see to The movie starts, and they kind of just tell you who's going to be in the movie. They don't even say what it's about. So that experience, showing that under that circumstances, fantastic. Great cast, good stunts, interesting twist, um, that type of thing. But now, like... I, you have like you you're supposed to suspend your disbelief about you know some bus with a bomb on it how how's that going to happen? There's just too much of it. That I think that the movie asks a little too much, and I think that John points that out throughout this podcast in terms of you're asking too much for the audience, and uh, for me that kind of caps that um, having lived in Los Angeles, one of the things I'm I. I find difficult to suspend is okay the bus is in Santa Monica I can recognize that street all of a sudden now they're in Long Beach I recognize that street which is you know like 40 miles away then they're in Hollywood they're in this so it's not this congruent start to finish where the bus is going it doesn't make sense it's distracting to me so originally I think you know 20 years ago or what it was or no more than that now right almost 25 years ago or whatever um i would have given it four fucks now i'm like barely at two right it's i and the bottom line is this movie asks a lot of the audience to ignore
1: um but it's fun
0: don't look at me like that it's your fucking turn all right john it's my turn okay
1: i have been very critical of this movie throughout the whole podcast and what was that about? You're going to give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? You know
0: me? Uh, you know I'm right, right? You know it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I predict 4.75 fucks.
1: I, I, as I've said, I've been very critical. But if you suspend belief, as was said earlier, I think Gerard and both you, Don, have kind of said that. That this is a fun ride, and if you like movies, I like Die Hard, I like Explosions, I like movies with, you know, fun one-liners, I used to love, like, Commando, even though a lot of people hated that movie, I love the one-liners, I love the I'll-be-back kind of comments. And so this movie had a lot of fun with that. And I thought the chemistry between Jack and Annie was also fun as well. It worked pretty well. Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves worked well together. Now, beyond that, there was a lot of hurdles to get over. There was a lot that you had to take in to make this movie at all believable. I, you also, I think, you know, Gerard, what you were talking about with the alternate storyline... I think I would have liked that better. I think it would have given the movie a little bit more depth that we start off with one bad guy and then we get the, you know, the wool pullover eyes that there was actually another bad guy that was behind the whole thing. It would have added another layer to this movie that would have made it more enjoyable to me. It wouldn't have been so predictable and so obvious. So for that reason... This is not going to be a movie. You know, this is a movie I enjoy watching, but this is not going to be a movie that if I had to pick an action movie or I had to pick you know a movie with lots of explosions, I'm going to watch a Die Hard. I'm going to watch a different movie. I'm not going to watch this movie. So for that reason, i got to agree with Gerard. I'm giving it a 2.0. Two
0: fucks from John. How would you give it? Three fucks from Ken. Two fucks from Gerard. What did I give it? 2.5. And I gave it two and a half fucks from me. Uh, Well, I'm halfway, right? So I think we were all
1: pretty close on what we agreed on this movie.
0: Yeah. I'm shocked you didn't give it a 4.5. Because
1: I was so critical?
0: Because you're so critical. And you tend to love those movies.
1: Well, I can't let Katie be right all the time.
0: Oh, that.
1: (laughs) Well, it wasn't a musical.
0: Well, that's true. It wasn't a musical. Because but hey, it, it could different it strokes better, for different folks. But
1: at least it was a period piece.
0: <laughs> uh, very much so. 90s? 94? Very oh, much so.
1: Speaking of music for that
3: movie, did you just get the feeling that they thought that that Billy Ile song, which is going to skyrocket the movie to number one because it was so popular, but I can't even think of me hearing, I'm no memory of me hearing that song outside the theater
0: i don't think i ever it took me a minute to realize that was billy idol i'm listening to it going oh, i guess it is but yeah I, I never heard it when after that movie was released so yeah good job on that one guys okay that's going to wrap it up for this episode of three guys in a flick uh this is our last show of 2021 so um i want to thank everybody who has listened to us We interrupt this podcast to bring you the following message. Coming next week, the 1987 Academy Award-winning film, The Untouchables. Starring Kevin Costner, Robert De Niro, Andy Garcia, and Sean Connery. The Untouchables. Being released from the Three Guys in a Flick vault. Listen as we review one of the professor's picks from our first round of movies. The Untouchables. Don't go untouched. We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast, Now in Progress.
1: One thing I'd like to throw out, that if you are enjoying our podcast, please help us by sharing our podcast with your friends. Send them links. Send them a link to the website, com, so we can really grow the audience.
0: Yeah uh speaking of the audience john where can they find us as
1: i just mentioned they can find us at our website threeguysinaflick.com they can find us at any popular uh, or even unpopular podcast hosting site we're on spotify itunes podbean we are on any place i could find a us on they can find us on twitter instagram tumblr uh still not on tiktok
0: um i want to thank uh our special guest gerard for coming on the show is there a shout out or anything you want to throw out there bud
1: yes so
3: real quickly um my daughter is actually an aspiring filmmaker way back in the day um she actually took part in one year kind of student after school things at the school and um oh i'm got, sorry yeah well got interested in filmmaking and is now um a senior and writing in, produced excuse me writing and directing her first really big production um as a senior thesis and at uh, cal state northridge in los angeles uh the name of the film is manong m-a-n-o-n-g you can follow their exploits at manong.film on instagram and manong and facebook and she's exploring um part of immigration filipino-american experience in america she's um telling us a short story of a, a Filipino farm worker and his experience with uh, racism and finding love in California in the 1930s. Um, and they're going into production in a couple of weeks. Oh, really? So, yes. Fantastic. Um, yeah. I'll, That's really cool. It is. It's, it's exciting. And I'm hoping that um, my part doesn't get cut off, right? She has a...
0: Oh, she got a part for you?
3: You got a part where I get to stand in line. <laughs> As a farm worker getting paid. And as my son says, you'll be lucky if she doesn't edit you out like she always edits me out. So we'll see. If that That's funny.
1: The, That's funny. The well, important question, are we going to get free tickets to the premiere? Um, yes.
0: And Nice pause there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: so free tickets to premiere. Um, you may have to travel to Los Angeles to see it but we can probably get you into the showing for free.
0: That might be worth it. Well, that is super exciting. Uh, I think we should review it. I think so. Look at that. She'll be uh, reviewed on a, a podcast as well. Well, congratulations to her, and that is fantastic news. Please keep us informed of, of uh, how it's going. Yeah,
3: we'll do. And if you do review it, I'm sure she'll happy to. She'll be happy to become, be a guest and discuss it with you. Yeah, I love that.
1: And let us know about the progress of when it's ready to come out because we'll plug it on the website. we Will do.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So that is going to wrap it up for another episode of three guys in a flick. Uh, We want to thank our true believer, Zach, and our faithful listener, Ronnie, for always listening to us and, you know, enjoying our show. Uh, So everybody have a good week. And I'm Don.
2: I'm John. I'm Jordan. Thanks for having me, guys. And I'm Ken. Thanks for riding along.
0: So what would you think? Did you have fun?
3: I had fun. Hopefully I didn't like uh, Hopefully I was a good guest.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, were, yeah you were really good. Fun. Other than you constantly tapping the fucking table, you Sorry. did a great job. No, I'm just kidding. We all um, do. I do
2: that over here usually. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I got, I got.
0: Underneath the bus stairs, killing her. Quick question. You said
1: in the beginning, the harrowing adventure through the traffic city. Would you rather say city traffic?
0: Did it sound wrong?
1: Traffic City, that sounds to weird. It did sound wrong.
0: It did sound yeah. wrong?
1: Okay. What do you think, Ken?
0: Meh. Nah. I hate to make you read the whole thing again,
3: but... I didn't mind it. First line, second paragraph.
0: After a heroin... Heroine. After a heroin adventure through city traffic...
1: Okay. And if you want to edit that and just throw that in the beginning. What did I say? You said Traffic, traffic City. city.
0: Well, why didn't you stop me then? I did.
1: You yell at me for
0: interrupting. Well, when I say it <laughs> fucking wrong... <laughs> See now I have to find this and take that one little thing that's going to be like that big, and I got to move it all the way.
1: Just read the third paragraph again. Like the you getting pissed again? Because it's always fun to hear you pissed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You blowing your your load.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! This is a family fucking friendly fucking podcast, you motherfucker. All right, fuck off, Good night.